My name's John Downs. I'm the founder of the Centre for Fortune Zoology, and you're listening to Inside the Goblin Universe. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Goblin Universe on the Paranormal UK Radio Network. My name is Ronald Murphy, and I'm one of your co-hosts. I am Brian Bode, the other co-host, and we've got a great show for you today. Um, it's more than just paranormal. It's how you, the listener, can get involved in paranormal and meet some great people here, some great uh, talks on the subject. And it's coming this July 15th and 16th up to Rhode Island. So, Ron, take it away. Let's introduce our, our special guest. Yes, it is It is from Rise Up Paranormal. His name is Mr. Ken DeCosta. Ken, are you with us tonight, my friend? I am, certainly, and thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. Actually, it's an honor to have you on here. Uh, we talk about, Brian and I talk a lot about conferences. Uh, Inside the Goblin Universe deals with uh, different aspects of the paranormal, and uh, we always are looking at different conferences to attend and to promote. But really, this conference really caught us uh, and really touched us because this is going to do a lot of good work in the community. Tell us about some of the uh, charities that you help out. Well, over the years, and this is our sixth annual event this year, um, We've helped out animal shelters, uh, muscular dystrophy, autism society, the Wounded Warrior Project. And last year, uh, we partnered with the Rhode Island Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And we had an opportunity to sit down and talk with these people and visit their facility. And we were so impressed with the work that they do um, with the funding that they get, because we all know that grants and funding are uh, hard to come by these days. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. It's just the climate. And, climate we live in so for the first time in our history because we were so impressed with the work that they do for families and it goes well beyond safe haven um there is legal advice there is you know so many facets to what they do we were so impressed with the work that they do and the need for funding for this advocacy program that uh, we decided to for the first time uh, have a repeat beneficiary and so we're going to be doing it for the coalition once again this year we're, and we're very very honored and humbled to be able to do that that's great. Yeah, just such a great story as we were researching what you folks do up there we looked at this first as a you know a really great lineup we'll, that we'll get into here in a little bit uh but whenever we found about all the good work that you guys do up there in the new england area and the rhode island uh, particularly we thought you know how could we not throw our support behind the uh, Rhode Island Paracon. So, you know, we're honored to be a part of it. Um, but, but you know, a lot of people, like I said, that are listening to this show are interested in about uh, the paranormal. So let's get right down to the uh, meat and potatoes, shall we say. <laughs> you have a, you, sure. you have a lot of good folks there. You have a lot of good folks coming on, don't you? Yeah, we do. And um, the amazing part and the gratifying part is that everyone who comes up for this event, all of our... Uh, celebrity guests who come in and donate their time, you know, they do it on their time. And I know I ask so many, so much of so many of these people, but yet year in and year out, uh, they usually leave the event and say, don't forget me next year. Mm-hmm. So look at it is that um, we run the point on it, but basically we're just providing an opportunity for the people in this to do um, some good. And I found that if you give people an opportunity to do that, they'll come and they'll support it. And obviously without them, um, there is no event. So I'm extremely grateful and we're all very, very humbled by, uh, the outpouring of support we've had over the years and the continued support. 
And what we try to do is bring in different perspectives and different voices every year because we're one of those conferences, although, you know, we're raising money for, um, for very worthy charities, um, who emphasize our presentations and our speakers and our lecturers and just to have those different voices and different perspectives that we can get from people all over the country. Um, it's, it's fascinating and people are very receptive to it. Yeah, I can imagine. One good thing about this conference as well is that it's just not a ghost conference. It's just not a typical paranormal conference. You cover a lot of different subjects, don't you? Yeah, we do, and that's uh, exactly what I mean by the perspectives. We try to get a UFO community involved. We try to get um, uh, the cryptozoological uh, field involved as well as um, ghosts and hauntings and all the rest of that because – we're a group that kind of covers all of that because I've had an interest in all that stuff since I was a kid. Um, cryptozoology really got me started and the UFO phenomenon. I was terrified of ghosts when I was a kid, but <laughs> it just sort of was a natural progression that you embrace everything like that. So we love to get these different voices and different perspectives, people who have had different experiences uh, out in the field as participant observers and places they've gone and the things that they've seen and done, and, and we love to hear everyone's stories. So we try to diversify it as much as we can. Be. I find that uh, it's attractive to people to hear um, different topics, different subjects, you know, things uh, and people that maybe they don't have an opportunity to sit down and, and ask questions to. And it's done in a very, very laid-back environment. It really is we'll see it when you come up. Uh, it is really, um, you know, we don't rest on a lot of, uh, you know, ceremony here or anything like that. So everybody mingles, and it's, uh, it, it's quite a great social environment and a lot of fun. And I think it lends itself to people who, you know, want to come and tell their story and give their perspectives and things like that. So it's a great exchange of ideas as well. It's a great forum, and, I, and that's why I really applaud you on as well. And as you said, all the speakers there, they want to be there. You know, you're not paying right. them to be there. And I've been to conferences like that whenever you have paid speakers, and basically they go through the motions, don't they? They have one or two set scripts that they give to the audience, and if you've seen them more than once, you've probably heard their story more than once. But whenever you have people coming out because they want to be there and because they're supporting a cause, that changes the electricity in the room, doesn't it? It does, because I think people have a different type of um and I understand, as we all do, that there are people, because of the supply and demand of it, that uh, make a decent living off of this and all the rest of that. And I respect that. You know, there are a lot of people who maybe can't afford or aren't willing to take the financial hit to come here. And I respect their decision 100%. But I find that people are here as much to support the cause, and they really want to be. And I think, as I say, that... It, it, it's a different type of vibe. It's a different type of investment they have in it because they, they truly believe in what we're trying to do. And I think they immerse themselves in it and they understand the importance of them becoming a part of it. So our thing is like we provide the venue, but it really belongs to all of us. We consider ourselves the stewards of this event and to try to make it as comfortable and as fun and 
engaging as we possibly can for people. And then we just get out of the way and let you folks do your thing. You know, we're not heavy handed on it because that's the, uh, that's the best way to go about it. We don't do it for self promotion or anything like that. And sometimes that's the best thing to do is just stand back and, and let everyone there do their thing. And, uh, it's worked so far. What I, I, what I love about this is that, that, you know, you yourself, uh, you have a team, you, you know, and it's pretty much most of new England, you are an investigator and everybody on your team, they're putting in their own, uh, it's not even charity. It's their own time and expenses being there. Everybody has a job. I mean, I'm an investigator. We all have, you know, things to do and it, uh, no one's getting paid. We don't have a big TV show. And what's great about that is, um, it makes it more, uh, intimate and personal. People people take away a lot more for that. Like, wow, these guys are great. I, I respect what they do. I love hearing from them. They met me. Um, that says a, that says a lot about people. And but that's also very New England. Um, it seems more, more and more people if, as you get into more New England area, they're they're fairly open. They're pretty nice people and uh, very warm. And now you're getting the warmth and and your interest uh, quenched at the same time. So I, I give you guys credit for for putting this together and. You know, it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it, it really is. And we have a, a wonderful committee. And uh, I think you guys know it's common sense that, you know, I don't do this by myself. I have a tremendous committee of people who go to work on this nine months out of the year. You know, we take a short break for the Super Bowl because usually the Patriots are in it. Yeah, that's right. So, usually the Patriots are in it. You know, in, in fact, our art director, uh, Michelle Muse, who does all of these wonderful posters that you guys, I, I mean, I'm constantly blown away by it. Her day job is actually the art director for the New England Patriots. She does, you know, all of their graphics and things that's like great. that. So. No, yeah. we have her. Um, she brings, she, you know, she makes those look good, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the genesis of this thing, it's kind of funny, really, just really quickly, the background on it. You know, six years ago, there was actually a dearth. There was an absence of any of these type of things in Rhode Island, which was kind of funny because at one point, going back to 2004, 2005, Rhode Island was like the center of the paranormal universe because ghost hunters had just come on, Jay and Grant, they were from Warwick, Rhode Island, and we were like the epicenter of this stuff. But a couple of people have tried this, um, and uh, because of the work involved and everything, the logistics, I think they sort of was like one and done type thing. And we said, you know, well, why don't we try something like that? The only caveat would be that we want to do it for charity. We're not doing it as a commercial endeavor or anything. So... Long story short, we looked at all of the pitfalls and the setbacks and the disappointments and the troubles and everything that could possibly go wrong. So we considered all those things and said, ah, let's do it anyway. So <laughs> That's right. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about your background. You said that you got started because you had an interest in cryptozoology, just like me. That's the reason why I got started in this as well, too. But give us a little bit of background. Who actually is Ken DeCosta? Tell us about the kind of things that you have been interested in, the kind of things that you've done, and who you are today. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, everybody comes into this for different reasons, guys. You know, I mean, some people have an experience at uh, a young age, and they seek answers for it and things like that. I think it's just always been the way my mind works since I was a kid. I started 
with the whole UFO thing because when I was a kid growing up, astronauts were actually real heroes at the time. This was a big deal, the Gemini program, the Apollo program, and I was fascinated by all this. And then when the UFO thing came along, it was just like, wow, what's going on here? I was attracted to it because you had all this phenomena that, you know, all these smart grown-ups couldn't figure out. So immediately that attracted me to it. Um, so that's how I got started as a kid, and I just read and read as much as I could get my hands on. I know it comes as a shock to your audience when I was growing up doing this. There were no cell phones. There was no internet, <laughs> uh, no Facebook. I know it was the dark ages, guys. Which I mean, this is, <laughs> these were tough years. I remember those times. times. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, little did I know at the time that I was actually doing it right. You know, I was building my knowledge base, and I was reading and researching and, you know, going out ghost hunting and all the rest of this stuff. That was, you know, miles away from what I was thinking. I was just trying to get as much background as I could on this, and eventually I started reading um, you know, people like uh, Eric Von Doniken. Um, I started, uh, you know, the Patterson-Gimlin film came out when I was a high school senior, so that was actually a big deal at the time. Uh, the Legend of Boggy Creek, which, you know, everybody saw at their local drive-in theater back in the days, you know. Yep, that's what did it um, with me. Absolutely, it was Legend yeah. of Boggy Creek. Yeah, so, you know, I started getting into this whole thing, and I think um, I've carried that even to adulthood where I try to be objective, you know, I don't have a bias in my final, I'm not a true believer, and I'm not a hardened skeptic, and I think that that's what our group is uh, founded on. That's our foundation, is that we're objective observers. We just try to document. We have no preconceived ideas, so our conclusions don't show that bias. Um, so it just eventually kept building and building, and I got into all areas of the paranormal, above the normal. Um, and eventually that led to all the rest of this stuff. But, you know, I've never let gone of those early days with uh, the UFO phenomenon, cryptozoology. And, you know, I love it when people ask me to come and do crypto talks now because I get to kind of go back to my roots a little bit. So that's the genesis of, you know, where I arrived at uh, what I was doing. I was about 18 years old when I finally started to be able to go out and actually talk people that had experiences and visit places that they took place at because that's what I really wanted to do because it's okay to read it in books and you're building your knowledge base but eventually you get to the point as you get older that you want to go see some of these places and um, I've been lucky enough over the past 10 years since Rise Up has been formed to be able to go to some places that I would never dream we'd have access to and uh, it's been a remarkable journey and very rewarding. And um, uh, I don't know if we'll ever find the answer, but um, the journey we're taking is uh, is fascinating. And right now, you know, it's enough for me, and it's it's a road I love to be on right now. So, and that brings uh, that pretty much brings us up to date. That's how I got to where I am and why I have passion for this. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. similar that's right. to, I think, both Ron and I. I mean, I, I started when I was a young kid. Uh, we didn't have the cell phones either. Um, I was very interested in science, science fiction movies, Buck Rogers. Um, I remember the Patterson film coming out. Of, uh, I was very young, but I had an advantage. My father was 
part of the paparazzi. Uh, he worked uh, Wide World Photos, so I used to he used to bring me home all those great photos you'd see of UFOs and Loch Ness and Bigfoot. Um, and it's just as a kid, your mind just starts wandering. But what's great about our growing up the way we all all of us have grown up compared to today is we had to read. Um, and we had to do research. No, and it, it's important yeah, because right. I, being that's an right. investigator myself, it's not just watching a 15-minute uh, YouTube video. You have to read. You have to have a knowledge base. You have to kind of get that stuff in the back of your brain. And you, I don't make a judgment like that. I take in everything from both sides. I'd love to be able to quantify it scientifically, but we can't just yet. Um, so I think right. what you guys are doing is that's the way to do it. Um, you know, go there, meet these people, and because of the way you're doing it and your integrity, that's what's also gotten you into these other places that you would never thought you'd be able to get into, you know, growing up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because uh, yesterday I was uh, I was asked to uh, speak at a conference, and I did a talk on history as it applies to the paranormal and to hauntings. And one of the things I covered was the idea of science. You know, we throw that word science around very loosely now. I am not a scientist. I am not trained to be a scientist. Uh, but we like to throw the word science around because I think it gives everyone this kind of false credibility, you know, this idea of objectivity because, you know, we do things scientifically. And I think sometimes people confuse science with technology because we live in a technological age, so it stands to reason that we would bring technology into the paranormal uh, because it is in our everyday lives at this point. So, I mean, it only stands to reason that in this generation we would introduce that, but I think that you can't confuse using technology by, you know, with being scientific. I mean, we all own microwave ovens at the scientific cooks. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, the paranormal is kind of the same way. Um, the overuse of technology, we have to be careful about it now. Voices are coming out of boxes and lights are going on, but we've got to be careful that it doesn't make us lazy because we still are looking for discovery here, and which is what the essence of research is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm with you guys on that, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's not just, you know, a bunch of old guys saying, hey, you kids get off my lawn or anything <laughs> like that. It's, That's right. You know, it, it, it really is. I mean, a lot of the gizmos that we use, they're, they're not used correctly. They're not used for the functions that they were intended to use. But they're fine to monitor the environment. If they're used to do that to try to draw correlations and common denominators that we can apply to atmospheric conditions or environmental conditions as how they might relate to this phenomenon, then I think it's great. But we got to be careful that yeah. uh, we don't have an over-reliance on those things. And that's, that's the problem I've always found uh, during investigations. I'm, I'm, I'm part of a, a group called Bronxville Paranormal Society, but I also do my own thing on the side as well. I've always been doing it since I've been uh, young. Um, but one of the things we, we, you know, I bring the technology side to everything. I'm the tech, the chief technical guy over there. And um, some of the meters that people use, they see them, you know, on Ghost Hunters and whatever other programs. One of the meters we have is a tri-field meter. Um, problem mm -hmm. with that meter is it could pick up lightning strikes 
probably about six miles away. So you may be getting That's a hit, right. and you're thinking, you know. But this is this is, and we and I discuss this. We we're very open with our research. We like to share. We've got nothing to hide. Um, we present what we find in raw footage now, and then we'll go back and investigate because we want people to say, look, take a look at the raw footage, see if we miss something. But people just think, oh, because I have an EMF meter. Oh, look, it's spiking. Well, you know what? You could be picking up, <laughs> you could be picking up a thunderstorm that's heading your way. And you're, you're, you know, sure. you can't just say, oh, that's a ghost. Um, but that's why we always go old school, new school. Um, we use digital, but we also use film. Um, we, we will, you know, we, we use uh, uh, both uh, tape uh, uh, recorders as well as digital recorders. I mean, there's a lot of things that we go into, and I have to review a ton of evidence <laughs> um, uh, for the most part. But one of the things, and I don't know if it's the same with you, when I capture something, uh, an EVP or just something that I know when I was sitting there was not there because I'm pretty aware, it blows me away. Mm -hmm. Every time it blows me away. Sure. So it, it's. I mean, what, what we do is we have a certain criteria we use for these things. We run it through a lot of program analysis, you know, spectrographs, things like that, where we try to, you know, determine if it's low frequency or if, in fact, it should have been something that we heard audibly. And um, it takes a little practice, and, you know, you got to sit down and really buckle down to learn how to use these programs. So, I mean, we don't use a lot of filtering. We try to keep everything in the raw format. But there are certain criteria that we have to go through, and sometimes it ends in disappointment, you know, where uh -huh. we say, ah, that prob <laughs> that's probably one of us, you know, or something like that. But, you know, so be it. That's, the, that's part of the process. Um, one of the things I think we lose right now is the don't ask, don't tell thing, you know, where someone says, oh, I, you know, I caught an EVP. This is an EVP. I said, well, you know, is it low frequency? Is it, you know, and I'm trying not to be too you know, egg-headed about it or, or militant about it or anything, but, um, uh, and people don't want to know. No, it's an EVP, and that's all we want to know oh, because yeah. I don't, yeah, you know, <laughs> I think people, will, you know, they don't want to be self-defeating in doing that. But the problem that, that, to me, that brings, guys, is that we have this plethora of, you know, I'm making the air quotes with my fingers, evidence, <laughs> And rather than focus on the small percentage of that that we can't explain and really getting down dirty with it and analyzing it, we spend volumes of time on things that are probably pretty explainable. Yep. Um, and that's not helping us any, you know. So I think people have to be a little bit more discerning. I guess that's my bigger point. Yeah, one of the problems that I, I ever come across with, um, I, I'm always asked by uh, a lot of other people and um, I'm part of a group in, in the city that has a meetup, but um, it's called uh, the UFO Roundtable. And I always get people there sending me um, photographs like, oh, what do you think this is? Well, it looks like a UFO. It looks legit. And when I tell them, like, well, those are what you're seeing is a double reflection of the street lamps on the Garden State Parkway. Um, they don't like that. <laughs> but I'm just no. telling them what it is, and I'm saying, look, you can believe whatever you want, but from my personal experience and from what, what I've run it through, when I've looked at I mean, it is a double reflection. Um, sometimes you catch something great, like with, when you have an EVP. They're not always class A where you can hear it with the naked ear. You, a lot of times you're sitting there with headphones on, and you catch something that is a whisper level. 
Um, and then you got to throw the spectrograph in and see if it, it spikes and see what you're going to get from it, what images. I mean, and people just don't believe you. Um, through investigation, I think it's the same thing. I present what I present. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to push anything. This is what we discovered we found. If we're wrong, we will debunk it instantaneously. We have no problems about it. Um, but, yeah, people sure. do get a little edgy when you, when you kind of, not being an egghead, but when you, you, call, it, you call it what it is, um, and they, they just want to believe it's a UFO or it's an alien fleet, um, you know what? You're not going to change their <laughs> mind, so just leave it be. <laughs> that's what I found. Well, that's it. That's it. And, you know, and I mean, I agree that there are ways to approach these things as far as, far as peer review. If you're trying to, you know, um, establish superiority over someone or be condescending, I mean, I don't think that that's positive. I don't think that that helps anything. But when you come at somebody and say, you know, in a professional manner, have you considered this? Then suddenly you find yourself in the middle of a, <laughs> in the middle of a war over the thing. Then you know that's that's yeah that's when I usually just you know say, well, you know, I wish you well, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna change your mind, but you know, <laughs> I, I always hey, listen too. maybe. Right. Maybe I'm not right. But in my experience, and and that's the thing I like to see people do when they talk about photography and things. If you want to learn about photography or recordings, don't necessarily go to a paranormal website on the web. Go to Nikon, Kodak. Yes. Um, you know, Sony, learn about the equipment, camera artifacts and like that, you know, because um, you're going to get a more balanced point of view and things like that. And those are like the little things that we can do as people always want to push the field forward. Yeah, I think that would be a really good start, you know, um, get a more well-rounded view of this thing. So when something um, does come up that's unexplainable, we can focus our efforts on that small percentage that leaves us scratching our head rather than the other stuff. I wanted to tell guys hear bangs outside the house we're not under fire here or anything um apparently my neighbors decide to set off a couple of fireworks so no worries not a problem it's it's coming up on independence day so i'm i'm good with that right. they're doing a preview show uh but before <laughs> we uh before we uh, uh, go off on any more tangents here let's talk about the conference itself because uh what 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 you two have been discussing is very pertinent here uh the conference actually allows uh the attendees to see multiple perspectives in this field and talk to some of the you know the the foremost researchers in this field so again without further ado let's talk about the Ocean State Paracon. Who are you going to have? Do you have a schedule set yet? Uh, tell us about who people can see and how much it costs. Because if I believe uh, I'm correct, it's like $20 for two days, isn't it? Yeah, if you want to buy a weekend pass, it's $20. Bucks. Uh, it's $12 a day. We went up We went up a whole $2 on this thing. Yeah. And um, we try to make it affordable because um, we want you to bring the kids. Um, and even if you think that we're insane by what we do. Um, come and support the charity. That's always been um, our approach to this type of thing. But July 15th and 16th, it's in Harrisville, Rhode Island. If that town sounds familiar, then you're probably a fan of the movie The Conjuring, which ah. took place in Harrisville, Rhode Island back in the early 70s. Um, and it's totally coincidental that we happen to be having this event <laughs> in that town. It, it, it truly is. But 
It's at the Assembly Theater in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and um, it is an idyllic um, location. Um, it's unique because it's an indoor-outdoor event. Our vendors and speakers are all under tents outside on the side of a beautiful lake with a waterfall on it as, as if we you know, needed it to be any more perfect. And uh, adjacent to that is a 300-seat theater built in the 1930s that's air-conditioned that all of our uh, lecturers who will be presenting uh, in there. And it's just a wonderful place. Uh, it's like $12, $20 for a weekend pass, kids under 12 $5, every cent um, beyond fills in, you know, your typical overhead. Every cent goes to the charity. Uh, of our choice every year. So when you come, you're not supporting us, you're not buying us equipment, you're not putting gas in anyone's car, you're helping a stranger. You're helping someone that you probably don't always ever meet, but yet a lot of these things we choose affects all of us and our families, and that's the opportunity to do this. And, uh, we have our biggest lineup this year that we've ever had. Uh, I talked about The Conjuring, Andrea Perron, who grew up here in Rhode Island. She'll be here for the fourth year. She was actually the catalyst for having it at this place because when she lived in Harrisville, she was a member of the repertory company that performed out of this particular theater. So she put me in touch with everybody there and the people in Harrisville, New England people being so kind and warm, uh, they could not be more supportive of this. And um, beyond that, we'll have our Rhode Island ghost hunting crew. Uh, we'll have Samantha Hawes, uh, Dustin Parry, Joe Chin, uh, Amy Bruni is going to come down and spend Saturday with us. Yeah, she was just um, added, wasn't uh, she? Well, I'm sorry? She was just added, wasn't she? Yeah, Amy <laughs> Amy had talked to me in a, at an event back in February and said, I really want to come to Ocean State if you'll have me. It's like, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we can't fit you um, in. <laughs> yeah, so what it was is she's been so busy with the filming of Kindred Spirits, her and Adam, who unfortunately can't make it because he, um, he is uh, directs in a theater up in Provincetown toward the Cape, and when they're not filming, he's occupied with that. But anyway, a couple of days ago, Amy said, listen, I checked my schedule. I'm going to be home because um, Amy only lives maybe 10 minutes away from me. <laughs> you know, we found out. And um, she said, i like to come Saturday. So it's like, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes we have to work around people's schedules, and that's uh, understandable. But, of course, we're going to have the one and only Ron Murphy is going to join us this year. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're also going to have Bill Brock from Discovery Channel's Monsters Underground, who's going to talk to us a little bit about his experiences in cryptozoology and things like that. And if I start running down the guest list here, I know I'm going to forget somebody, but uh, um, there are just so many people that are going to be a part of this. Uh, Bridget Good and the Gettysburg Ghost Gals are coming in from... Uh, from Gettysburg, PA, Lynn Brown, who everybody knows from Ghost Hunters Academy, uh, Krista Cesare from School of Spirits on the Sci-Fi Channel, um, the Ghost of Geneseo, Extreme Haunting Survivor. I mean, my God, the list just goes on and on and on. The the, the people that are going to be uh, appearing with us this year, 
we have a phenomenal lineup that I would put against anybody in this country, and all of these people are donating their time just to do something for a good cause and to meet you folks out there. And it's such a laid-back atmosphere, you know, being outside, you're walking around on the side of a lake, and people just take their shoes off or lay on the grass, and you just do whatever you want, you know. And uh, it's just such a beautiful little New England village that we're going to be in. But for those two days, we'll be uh, the center of the paranormal universe, and it's a great event every year. Yeah, and like you had said, you could take this lineup and put it up against any other lineup around, and I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to see these people for $20 for two days anywhere else. I, I promise you, folks, I do this as a, uh, as, a, as a living, basically, you know. I do a lot of conferences every year, and you will never be able to find one like this where you can go to see all these people, $20 two days, uh, and I urge anybody, anybody that's listening to Inside the Goblin Universe right now, and you're on the East Coast, take a trip up to New England. You will not regret it. Uh, you were only about, what, about an hour and a half away, I guess, even from Salem, Massachusetts, right? Would you say that, Ken, about an hour and a half, two hours away? Yeah, an hour and a half, two hours away, and yeah. there are people that are going to be here from all of these iconic places around here, whether it's Salem whether it's the Lizzie Borden house, which I could hit with a seven iron from my house here, um, in, in, um, right over the state line here into uh, fall river. Um, and we're going to have people with all sorts of, uh, you know, a museum of wonders and all these, um, sort of weird artifacts that they're going to bring in and things like that. So, um, and we also have some wonderful local craftsmen, jewelry and things like that so again it's it speaks to the diversity of it's exactly sure what we sure have does. here yeah yeah and i urge anybody like i said if you're thinking of a, a vacation destination uh if you're planning on having a trip this year and you don't know where to go uh everybody goes to disney world why don't you be the uh the envy of the neighborhood and bring back your photo with uh with amy bruni and uh you know let everybody uh you know uh be drooling over that rather than being you know having your arm around mickey mouse or goofy or whatever <laughs> I, I tell you uh, this kind of uh tourism is ideal it's something that my family and i have done for a number of years we love salem we love that entire new england uh, uh not only the uh the historic sites but also just as uh, brian had mentioned earlier just the hospitality of the area so this would be a great vacation destination uh and and how could you do it any cheaper than 20 bucks two days uh it, you know, it makes no sense to me why you're not there uh, again anybody that's listening to inside the goblin universe if you are a day's drive from rhode island we better see you there because uh, brian and i will both be there and and we hope that you come on out and say hello to us Yes, I'm bringing my family yeah, this time. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, it's amazing um, how this has become uh, a destination stop on this whole paranormal conference thing. And, you know, it's something that when you're on the inside and you've got your head down and you're working on it, you don't realize that, that people are talking about this all over the region and in some, you know, spots the entire country. I mean, we've had, I had... People from Louisiana, Tennessee, want to attend Minnesota, and we have people coming in from from and this is true, California, Hawaii, Italy, Canada. Um, they just come down, as you say, to make a weekend out of it, make a long weekend out of it. Stop in, see these folks, do a little sightseeing, and uh, 
that's why I've always said that by uh, an accident of birth, you know, because of my interest in this, there's no better place that I could possibly be um, than in the state of Rhode Island and on the east for, for this type of thing. So we kind of celebrate, um, we celebrate geography <laughs> in a way while we're doing this as well because we're lucky to live in that part of the country that we do. I mean, yeah, you're in, you're in a great area there because not only do you have, you know, the history that you have in Rhode Island, you have Massachusetts history in the paranormal. Um, I got a lot of family in Maine. Portland has the uh, International Cryptozoology Museum. If you go to New Hampshire, you can go to American Stonehenge. You could really make a nice tour out of it, make a week out of it. You get some shopping, eat some lobster, but you're also helping out uh, people that need the help, and you're doing, uh, uh, you know, a blessing for a lot of people in your in in your enjoyment. So that's right. That's a perfect point, Brian. You know, you're going to write a check out for these kind of uh, these kind of charities, anyways. Why don't you just show up, give them your twenty bucks, and then you also get something for your money, which is really a rarity nowadays. Yes. So many people are asking for money, and they have their hand out, and rightfully so, because everything's getting cut out. You know, these social programs are one of the first things to go in any kind of state or federal budget. I know I worked in uh, human services for nearly a decade, and I know that how these programs that are so needed, that are so quickly cut by those people that are in charge. Uh, what's going on here is that you're getting a people banding together to say, hey, look, we're going to address some social evils that are out there. Uh, we need money to do it, but we're going to give you something in return for your money. And, and again, I, 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 I must reiterate this one more time. $20 for two days, folks, and you get to see people that are on television all the time. You're seeing the best of the best, and, and, and I cannot stress this enough, and also my my, my love for New England. I, I hope one day that I could move there. I'm 48 years old, so time is kind of wearing out on me, but uh, one day I will be, uh, I guess I will never be a New Englander, but at least I could be a transplant. Uh, you are really doing yourself a disservice if, if you've never been up there. I live right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it's only an eight-hour drive. So think about it, guys. You know, anybody listening from Ohio or, you know, West Virginia or Maryland or, you know, even Virginia, you know, we're not talking about a great distance here. Hit 95, go right up. You're going to be in Rhode Island in no time. And, and the beauty and the grandeur and the small town hospitality uh, this is quintessential uh small town america folks uh and, and go up there see it see the history this is where america was born and you get your uh, your paranormal money's worth as well yeah i mean we like to say in the paranormal field that we are here to help people uh and we've always thought well help comes in many forms and it doesn't necessarily have to be um you know, uh, solving the riddle of the noises in the attic. You know, we can reach into the community as well and uh, lend a form of help in that manner. So it's been very gratifying over the years for all these people to come together to do this, to provide them an opportunity and a forum and a venue to do it, and they're more than happy to do it. So please, I would encourage anyone. Um, we have a hotel we've blocked rooms for. Believe me, we've left no stone unturned here. And if you just go to Facebook and punch in Ocean State Paracon 2017, all the information will be there that you possibly need. Um, hotels to stay at in the area, different 
places you can go, uh, all the information about the event. And listen, you know, if you want to send message to Costa through Facebook or through our website, riseupparanormal.com, you'll have a response immediately. So we'll help you. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you that is true. Not to cut you off, Brian, but uh, I sent out uh, a message on Facebook, and it was uh, actually answered within a matter of seconds, as a matter of fact. I think it was answered like 37 seconds or something. It was amazing. Yeah, that's. But see, this is this is the part about the whole Ocean State, you know, Paracon. You're you're not going to go there and watch a movie. You're not going to be an observer as much as you're going to interact. You're going to mingle. It, it it's a it's a it's real life. It's these are real people that 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 have families as well, and they're concerned. They're helping people out, and you get to interact with them. Um, so many times we go someplace, and you get to stand behind a, a rope. Uh, and you look at That's something. Right. Uh, now right. you're not standing behind the rope. You're part of the 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 crowd there. People, everybody that's there that's presenting and, and is going to be there wants to meet you. They they care about your stories, um, and you're doing a, such a great job supporting people. And uh, and this year it, it's amazing for uh, the the domestic violence. You know, ba- you know, against you know, supporting uh, getting rid of this whole domestic violence problem that we that that does take place throughout the country. Um, what better way to, to do that? I mean, it, it's it's fantastic. I, I, I commend I commend you for all you do and, and all that those nine months of hard work, you know, going through that. Yeah, I mean, um, we started very humble beginnings. We were in the basement of a uh, decommissioned Catholic church back in 2012. And we spent a couple of years there, and it's grown to a two-day event now to the proportions that... Uh, that it has, and uh, with all the work that goes into it, there's, believe me, there's never more gratifying times than when uh, 11 rolls around on Saturday and people are waiting to get in and the work is done and then you could just sit back and, you know, the greatest thing is to watch people have a great time at the thing. You know, you're walking around and you're a fan of Andrea Perrin and the movie The Conjuring, her her trilogy of books, House of Darkness, House of Light, and, you know, Andrea will be, you know, wandering around and things like that, and just to be able to walk up, hi, hi, Miss Perrin, how are you? You know, and she'll immediately hit you with, you know what I mean? Can I have a picture? Sure, and she'll wrap her arm around you, and there's not a lot of places that you can do that at anymore because everything is so ceremonial, which is one of the things we're really proud of of this event is that, Everybody is just on board with it, you know, and, and they get it. Everybody gets the vibe and what it is that we're trying to accomplish here. And um, you're never going to meet these people from television and films in this type of setting. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's so few uh, as you said, you know, the, yeah. Right. That, everybody's queued queued up at right. Everybody's queued up at the ropes and everything like that. And that's just not the way it is here. And um, you know, that's why we do it and that's what we insist on and everybody's on board with it, so it's always a great time. Yeah, and I and I actually know Bill Brock personally. Uh, he's actually been to my house a couple of times. He's very um uh Approachable. Let's put it that way. He's very good with the children as well, too. I think if anybody uh, is a good uh, a spokesperson for uh, having kids come out to the paranormal, it's Bill Brock because he's very uh, genuinely interested in this and he's very knowledgeable as well. 
Yeah, I mean, and it was great that I was put in touch with him, and um, we managed to connect, as I did with you, Ron, you know, in a similar way. You know, we had never met, and there was an interest expressed in this thing, and it was just kind of like, wow, this is great, you know? It's like a new, a new voice, a chance to make, you know, forge new friendships and new relationships and things like that. And um, I love that part of this thing because... You know, when everybody comes together, you walk away with an exchange of ideas, and then down the road, now suddenly people are on Facebook with each other, or they're exchanging yeah, yep. phone numbers, and things yeah. like, you know, yep. and, and yep. Um, that kind of those kind of friendships are made right there, and they last a long time. So that's a, a nice little ancillary benefit of this. Absolutely, I've attended conferences where you're not allowed to approach the uh, the talent, <laughs> so to speak. I mean, that happens, wow. folks. Uh, you know, w w whether you like it or not, there is a business to this, uh, and you can become very, very jaded very, very quickly if you would allow yourself to believe the hype. Uh, and that's why I so like this particular type of conference is because it is so open, and uh, these people are so approachable. I, again, I, I cannot say in enough about the way the format is laid out yeah and uh, i'm as far as you go ron i have absolutely no problem with your demand for a trailer coca-cola coca Coca at room temperature and no brown m&ms yes that, that's not, that's that's, that's not very Led Zeppelin of you, Ron. <laughs> and there'll be there'll be there'll be plenty of room for your entourage as well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, I these people uh, and and most of the people that you're going to have there, I've uh, met one way or the other. Uh, Chris Cesare, I've actually spoke with him before at the, uh, an East Coast Paracon held in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, but I, I know the majority of these folks, and, and I just cannot say enough about what a great job you did by assembling uh, these types of personalities so uh, again kudos to you there Ken yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing well I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you what and, and you can't really single anyone out because everybody comes at from the same perspective but some of these people like Joe Chen which you know everybody knows from Ghost Hunters Ghost Hunters Krista Chesare Rosalind Bound just to name three you are not going to find three more approachable, normal people, you know, girl next door, guy next door types than these type of people. And they're just indicative of everybody who comes to this thing. Dustin Perry, who does such a great job with his motivational talks. And like a lot of people, when Dustin speaks, will be like, okay, he's going to tell us stories from the show. And he'll use that as a backdrop, but Dustin is an amazing motivational speaker, and he has a life message that he gets across. And sure, he uses the paranormal to get there, but he's amazing. And um, this guy, this young man, is he's in the process of changing a lot of people's lives for the better with a very, very positive message. And when you listen to Dustin talk, um, you'll be very, I think you'll be very, very pleasantly surprised, but this is again, giving everybody an opportunity and giving them a forum to, to send their message and get it out to the masses, you know, regardless of what it is. So unlike a lot of these places that these speakers are sort of background noise, uh, we take 
and approach. We value them and we promote them. And you'll see what I mean when you get up on stage and there's this huge screen with your picture on it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. From, I'm very used right, to that. From, <laughs> yeah, your your poster, your poster that we've made, your individual poster, will be on this twenty by ten screen in the background with you know. A, a great sound system, and we're going to have a DJ outside playing music and making announcements. And, um, you know, I think you'll be like really pleasantly surprised that if this kind of like, I'm proud of the way, I, I, I'm proud of the way the committee has come together where we give, we do a first rate high class type of event. But it's an interesting juxtaposition because it's done in such quaint settings that a lot of times, you know, you don't think of it that way. But um, we've taken the best that we've seen of these type of events out there, and we've tried to incorporate them into ours. And likewise, we see other events taking ideas from us and incorporating them into their events. So, you know, that's a pretty cool thing, too. Well, you have to understand, Brian and I, you know, we, we have these meetings uh, a few times a week where we discuss about where we're going to throw our support behind, who we want to get on our program. And uh, this will be the first conference that Brian and I, under the uh, the auspices of Inside the Goblin Universe, we will be attending. So we, we're, we're planning on coming on out. We have some shirts, you know. We'll do a, a little giveaway and everything like that. But we are actually, this will be the first uh, conference that we are going to attend as Inside the Goblin Universe, and as you said, you were kind enough to have me there as a speaker, and I will be speaking on the uh, historical survey of vampires, which, you know, that part of New England has actually a history of uh, vampiric activity going back, you know, quite some time, so it, it's just such an interesting place, such interesting speakers, so you can come out and hear about ghosts, you can hear about vampires, you can hear about Bigfoot, UFOs, what have you, uh, just going to be a really, really good time. Oh, absolutely, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the raffle that we have every year. Huh. This is the most amazing thing. I mean, we get gifts from the Bruins, from the Red Sox. Uh, we usually get something out of the Patriot gift shop every year. Uh, wow. We have theater, theater tickets, rounds of golf, vineyard tours, Boston duck boat rides, um, Newport mansion tours. Uh, different ghost walks in Providence and Newport, Rhode Island, and the list is just endless. Foxwoods just sent us tickets to one of the concerts they're putting on right now. The local business community has been nothing short of amazing over six years. So right now, by the time all is said and done, we'll probably have 80 or more items there uh, from all different facets, not necessarily paranormal, but things that you can do with the family. Um, steamboat rides, uh, you know, ferry ride to Martha's Vineyard and Block Island and things like that. You know, all of those kind of things. Uh, our raffle is just amazing, but again, it's just indicative of the support that we've gotten from the local, not only paranormal community, but from the business community as well. So, I mean, this really is a one-of-a-kind event. You know, I just... I just have to say it like I see it, you know, and, and I have to smile because I never envisioned it would, you know, get to this point. I think, you know, we'll raise a couple of thousand dollars for somebody, but we've exceeded the $15,000 mark in the years that we've been doing it. 
um, we just want to keep going um, and do just a small small part for someone out there and make somebody's life a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you, wow, can't go, yeah. you can't go wrong with that. And and it, it's a fantastic way to do it. I, I do a lot of charity work myself. I have, I'm part of a couple of organizations, um, and we, we raise a lot of money for charity for uh, sick children. And there's nothing like it. Um, it, it. It makes your heart feel good. And in this day and age, we could all use that, in my personal opinion. Um, plus, and then you're going to meet some of the, some fantastic people, interact with them. Um, I'm, I know what I know what the effort is that it takes to put on this production. Um, I, I'm part of a committee that does the Pine Bush Fair, um, and I know what what goes involved in that. And 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 that's a small one compared to to, to what you're putting on right now. Um, please go out there. It's really a beautiful trip. It's New England. You can't go wrong. You, you know, you have the chowder, <laughs> um, lobsters if you want to eat chowder. that. Chowder. Um, chowder and lobster. Lobster, <laughs> you know, it's only a couple of dollars. And uh, <laughs> and and you're, you're going to have a great time, and it's a family event. I mean, you can't beat it. You're right by a lake. I mean, um, it, just enjoy yeah, the day. Yeah, that's another good point because as we were talking to Ken, Ken himself said – this was a family event, and how many events can you see of this nature that actually invites children in? Not only invites them in, but makes it affordable to take your child. I mean, I've been to events before that it cost a couple hundred bucks for a weekend, and I'm not lying, folks. I mean, a lot of people listening to this show will, you know, really attend these conferences. There are some conferences that will cost you a hundred bucks to attend for a weekend, you know, to see really the, the premier speakers. What you're getting here is premier speakers. You're not paying $100. It actually can, if I'm not mistaken, kids actually have a discount price, don't they? Yeah, under 12 is uh, only $5. Five, you couldn't even get into a movie for $5. <laughs> Think about that. And, and um, the, the time is 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., is that correct? 11 to 6 both days. 11 to 6. Guys, listen, folks. Eight hours, $5. We're talking pennies an hour. Yes, it, it's going to uh, be a great I event. Wanna, and I also want to say that on Saturday night of the event, we have two different locations that you can go along with some of our celebrity guests and do an investigation at. One is in Coventry, Rhode Island, the Payne House, with Krista Cesare and Joe Chin. And the other is Smith's Castle in Wickford, which is just on the other side of Newport. You want to talk about a beautiful location. <laughs> and Rosalind Bowne and Sherry DiBenedetti from, from Ghost Hunters will be our celebrity uh, investigators there as well. And that's like 50 bucks to go on an investigation. And, you know, I know some of these things are $100, $150 and things like that. Um, so to have a good time, and it's not going to be one of these deals where you're going to have 90 people inside a place. It's very limited, you know, 14 people maximum in a big building. So, you know, to um, kind of enhance your experience. So that's another little activity that we have that weekend as well. Yeah, and one more before we're running really close to ending the ending this, we're running out of time, but, um, you know, Ken's group is uh, Rise of Paranormal, and and they're the ones that put on Ocean State Paracon. Um, it's this July fifteenth and sixteenth from eleven a.m. to six p.m. You can't beat it. Uh, kids under twelve, five dollars, uh, twelve a day, or twenty dollars for the weekend. You got to come out uh, to Rhode Island at the Assembly Theater. 
Harrisville, Rhode Island. Go be there. Be there. I'm going to be there. You be there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's going to be a fun time. And I'll tell you what, Ken, it, it was delightful having you on. You really opened up our eyes on how the conference system works. Uh, you're doing a great job up there. I cannot wait to finally meet you in person. Uh, and I just, I'm just really honored to be a part of the Ocean State Paracon. And uh, I, I just cannot give you enough applause, my friend. And thank you so much for uh, stepping on Inside the Goblin Universe with uh, Brian and I tonight. Well, I want to extend my appreciation to you for giving me an opportunity to promote the event and, more importantly, for giving me something back that you can't put a price on, and that's your time. So I'm very, very happy that you guys are going to come up and be a part of this, and it's been a pleasure to uh, to be on the show tonight. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'll tell you what, you are a fantastic guest. We hope to have you on again, uh, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's uh, sooner than next year. But uh, but we'll talk to you very soon. And like I said, I, I cannot wait to say hello to you. We'll definitely take some pictures and put them up on our website too, uh, inside the Goblin Universe. Now, one more time before we get off here, Ken, uh, let us know what sites we can find uh, information about the conference. Okay, if you go to riseupparanormal.com in the top menu, you will see Paracon drop-down box. If you just click on that, it'll give you uh, an opportunity to get general admission tickets ahead of time that you just present at the door, a chance to sign up for our investigations, and all the relevant information for the uh, for the event, including a poster of all our guests. And you can find us on Facebook at Ocean State Paranormal 2017. And there's always hourly you know, updates and information on that as well. Excellent, excellent. Hey, Ken, thank you so much, so much. I appreciate it. And to all you folks listening, I hope to see you out there. If you're in driving distance, I hope to see you there uh, at the uh, Ocean State Paracon July 15th and 16th. Is that right? I, I'm not very good with dates, but it is the 15th and 16th, right? <laughs> it's the 15th and 16th. Yeah, see, I was right. There you go. And uh, Brian and I will be there, and I will be there. So I'll tell you what, without uh, uh, further ado, I, I guess we're going to have to uh, uh, bid everybody goodbye. Is that correct, Brian? We're out of time, aren't we? We're out of time, unfortunately. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Thanks for coming along inside the Goblin Universe on the uh, uh, Paranormal UK Radio Network. I'm Ronald Murphy. I'm Brian Bowden. And we'll see you next week inside the Goblin Universe.